welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 15, What Are These White Spots? I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I have so much good information for you guys. I can't even wait to share it all with you, but I have to tell you that right now I am sitting in my closet next to two huge piles of laundry that needs to be folded, (laughs) but that is going to have to wait because my two oldest kids, my girls are at school right now. Today is the first week of the school year where they are finally going four days a week. So today's Wednesday, normally they're home on Wednesdays. They have been at least so far this school year, but they are at school today. They are ecstatic. They love going to school, being able to see their friends, and they did not like homeschooling. And I did not like homeschooling, at least not the way that we had it structured It was not a good fit for our family. My oldest had so much homework, so many things to get through, different programs to log into, and sometimes we couldn't figure out how to navigate them. And then my younger daughter, she just had like one packet to do. And it was really tricky trying to bounce between the two of them and help them both. And I can see why moms who homeschool, they just have one curriculum for all their kids and then maybe they break off into different groups, but the way that we were doing it was not working well for our family. My youngest, he's downstairs doing his online preschool um, next to my husband who's working from home. So needless to say, I had a quiet minute to pop upstairs and record this episode for you. I have to record this well before Tuesday because I never know what's going to happen at the last minute. So I love to just schedule this out so I can have it ready and waiting for you every Tuesday morning so that you know it's going to be there and you're not questioning whether it's going to drop or not. I hope you loved my last bonus episode. That was a fun little bonus to do. I have to thank you guys because in my last podcast from last Tuesday, um, let's see, well, that was yesterday. (laughs) Can you tell I can't keep track of the days? Um, I mentioned my personalized pumping plans and a handful of you grabbed those. It was so fun to see those orders coming through. I was like, what's happening? Why Why are all these orders coming through? And then I remembered, oh yeah, I mentioned that on my podcast. And that has been so fun to send those off to you and help you to feel confident about going to work. Because when I first went back to work after my first baby, I did not feel confident at all and really didn't have a great plan in place for how often I needed to pump and how much milk I needed to have stored up before I returned to work and all the specifics. So 
I love putting together personalized pumping plans for all of you. That's on my website, breezybabies.com. And that is so fun to connect with you all in that way. Okay, one last thing before we dive into the topic, because this is, like I said, a really good, deep topic talking about white spots that you may have seen or that may come up later in your breastfeeding journey or your pumping journey. Um, And so before we jump into that, and I totally lose my train of thought, thank you so much to those of you who have left reviews for this podcast. Every time that you leave a review, whether you leave a star review, but especially if you actually type out a review, that helps other mamas find this podcast. It takes two minutes to do. It is so easy. It is free. You just go in and you type in what you like about this podcast and you click submit. So easy to do. You just do that on Apple podcast. Thank you to those who have done that. That is so, so helpful for me. All right. Are you ready to learn? I'm so excited to teach you today. A really common thing that can happen um, during breastfeeding or pumping journeys is sometimes white spots can appear on nipples (laughs) and it can be a little bit tricky because there's not one thing that it always is it can be for a couple different reasons so i want to break down some of those top three reasons why you can see white spots on your nipples and help you understand each of these three different um, reasons why it can happen. So that if you do see white spots on your nipple, you will be educated and know the right path to take if and when this pops up. By the way, this may never pop up. Not everyone deals with these issues. The three things that we're gonna be talking today are milk blebs and blisters, thrush, and then also um, what's called vasospasms of the nipples. And you may not experience any of these. I breastfed three children (laughs) and I never experienced any of these three things. But for the mamas who do go through these issues, it can be really confusing and kind of like piecing together a puzzle to figure out exactly what's going on so that you can treat the right thing and not have this problem in your breastfeeding journey. Now, of course, before I dive in too deep, I need to tell you that if you are dealing with these issues, it can be really important to get some help, not only from an IBCLC lactation consultant, but to also make sure that your healthcare provider is in the loop with all of this because everything that I um, present on this podcast is not medical advice. I am not your nurse (laughs) and I am not your lactation consultant that you have paid me to help you and you have signed a health consent. No, 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 no. This instead is me educating you and empowering you and helping you know um, some of the possible things to watch out for so that if they do pop up, you can feel empowered as a parent and know how to reach out for help and navigate the care of your breastfeeding journey. Okay, so let's get started with the first topic, 
which is milk blebs, or you may have um, heard them be called milk blisters. It can be called either one, but what this is, is if you look at the end of your nipple and you see a white dot on the tip where the milk normally comes out, that is due to a milk blib, bleb or a milk blister. How about I just call them blebs from now on <laughs> so that I'm not stumbling over my words trying to say both. So that would be a milk bleb. And that happens because milk can get trapped under the skin. It's just a thin, thin layer of skin that kind of grows over and blocks that pore and makes it so the milk cannot come out. And that is usually very painful, especially when you breastfeed, you can feel pain either right on or behind that spot. Okay, so if you've listened to that and you're thinking, okay, yes, that's exactly what is going on. That's what's happening to me. I want you, let me first talk about how it's really important to get to the root of this cause before I tell you how to treat it. Because you may want to think about why is this happening? Why am I getting a milk bleb? What is causing the milk to not be able to come out? And sometimes these can just happen, but it's important to just take a close look at things like your baby's latch. How is your baby transferring milk? How are they latching onto your breast? Is it a good latch or not such a good latch? And if it does need some help, how can you help improve that by getting a deeper latch? And sometimes this requires help from an IBCLC or a lactation consultant to help really look at your baby's anatomy and your anatomy and everything and how the two are working together and help you um, figure out why the latch might not be working well. But another important thing to think about is how is your flange fitting on your breast pump, especially for working moms or for moms who are ex exclusively pumping. If you are using the wrong flange size, then you are going to be more susceptible to getting these milk blebs continually over and over and over again. So again, <laughs> get some help from a lactation consultant on how to size your flange. Now, the most standard size that comes with a breast pump is usually a 24 or a 25 millimeter, but not every woman in the world is a 24 or a 25 millimeter. Breasts come in all different shapes and sizes, and so chances are that that may not be the perfect size for you. What I see most commonly is moms that are needing to size down, but again, it can be helpful to actually be sized with an IBCLC. And what we look for is we wanna make sure that your nipple is not rubbing against the sides of the tunnel, but at the same time, the areola or that darkened area around your nipple, we don't want to see a lot of that being pulled into the tunnel either. So kind of finding that right fit um, so that it kind of just fits like a perfect shoe with your nipple. And you're also going to be most effective at pulling out milk if you have the right flange size. Okay. So make sure, again, you look at what is causing it. Now let me tell you how to 
clear it out <laughs> because these little guys are very, very painful. They are not fun to deal with. And moms usually feel just instant relief once it is cleared out. So one of my favorite ways that I often recommend, and I actually even have a reel saved on my Instagram at breezy babies, where I show you exactly how to do this with your haka. If you already have a haka on hand, if you don't have a haka or you need another one, what are you waiting for? They're the most amazing, inexpensive little tools ever. And if you go to hakausa.com, you can use code breezy10, B-R-E-E-Z-Y-1-0. You can get 10% off anything on their website actually, and get one of these handy little gadgets and they are so useful, especially for clearing out milk blips with a warm saline soak. So it's really simple to do. You just fill up your haka with nice warm water. This is especially helpful to do in a warm shower because it can get a little bit messy, um, a little bit of splashing water. So if you just do it in the shower, you're going to be just fine. You can just fill it up with warm water right there in the shower. You just add about a tablespoon of um, Epsom salt, and then you squeeze the haka, suction it onto your breast. And that saline soak is going to help open up that skin that is covering the milk pore. And a lot of times moms who do this with their haka, they will actually start to see the milk squirting out into their haka and that my friends is the most beautiful sight because you will feel such sweet relief once that milk is released and it's not getting stuck in that road block that jam that traffic jam behind your nipple anymore Another thing you can do is warm up some olive oil, put it on a cotton ball and you can slide it inside of your bra. Just make sure that you have a breast pad in your bra or it will get very messy <laughs> inside of your bra. Um, and that will also help to kind of loosen things up and open them up. I would also suggest to breastfeed first on the block side because when your baby is really hungry, her, struck is, her suck is going to be the strongest and um, you are going to be more likely to have your baby help to open up that milk bleb and release that milk. <clears throat> One more heads up, when the milk is released, sometimes it can look kind of stringy. Totally fine. It's not a problem if your baby swallows that milk. It's not going to do her any harm. And you, again, are going to feel such instant relief once that block opens up. Okay. Number two, let's talk about thrush. <laughs> so if you are experiencing burning, pink, itchy nipples during and right after breastfeeding, this could likely be thrush. Now thrush is not honestly as common as a lot of people make it sound. I feel like thrush is the most common culprit when we talk about white nipples. I feel like almost all the time, all fingers are pointed towards thrush when a lot of times it actually may not be thrush. It can be some of these other things that we're talking about, but thrush is something that does still happen. So you could also look for some white spots on your nipples and also in your baby's mouth. Sometimes babies can even have a bad diaper rash. Um, and if you do see white spots in your baby's mouth, 
they will be thick and cannot be rubbed off. If you see a white tongue in your baby, but you give it a little um, scrape with your fingernail softly and it scrapes off, then that's just dried milk. That is not thrush. Again, you probably will also be experiencing bright pink shiny nipples. Um, your baby could also have a red raised rash in her diaper area. The thing is that it's so easily passed between mom and baby. So both of you are going to need to be treated. If you just treat mom or you just treat baby, it just gets passed back and forth and back and forth. There's a lot of sterilizing of anything that touches your nipples that needs to go on. So that means breast pads, nursing bras, um, your pump parts, your baby's pacifier, your baby's toys that go in her mouth, anything that touches baby's mouth or your breast completely needs to be sterilized and clean so that you are not continually passing the thrush back and forth. Again, if you're experiencing something like this, it's so important to talk with your healthcare provider and it also can be helpful to work with a lactation consultant as well. So please don't try and handle this and manage it all by yourself. Please get help if you think that you are experiencing thrush. Last one, vasospasms. This is also technically called Raynaud's. It's spelled, it looks like Raynaud's, but it's actually pronounced Raynaud's. <laughs> or you can just call them vasospasms if that's easier for you. So this is a little bit more than white spots. Instead, moms who experience this are going to see their entire nipple tip turn white and then blue or red. It usually goes through those three different color changes. And what's happening is when your nipples are cold or um, under stress, the blood pulls out of your nipples and it's very painful when this happens. After the spasm happens, then the blood comes rushing back in and that's when you see that blue or red color. And this whole process is not fun for moms. It can be very, very painful. So this is most commonly triggered by cold. So it's really important for these moms to keep their breasts covered and warm. Things like wool breast pads can be so, so invaluable for these mamas. Sometimes medications are needed to deal with these vasospasms. When I work with clients who are experiencing this, I always give them home remedies to try first to get them through this, which involve, you know, covering their, their nipples and not letting cold air hit them and some others as well. But if that is not enough, sometimes medications are needed. So this is a great time to talk with your healthcare provider. And just a heads up, not all healthcare providers know about this. Um, thrush is very well known, you know, among healthcare providers, but not always something like vasospasms, AKA Raynaud's. So if you are having trouble or pushback from your healthcare provider, when you are inquiring about this, then again, reach out to an IBCLC in your area and we can help you through. Whew, was that so much information? Did you guys even know all the things that could happen 
to your nipples. So today we talked about milk blebs, thrush, and rhinos. So, so good. I know this is going to help some of you mamas out there who maybe have been experiencing some of these symptoms and you didn't really know what was going on or what was happening. Hopefully this can help you get a little bit of direction or one day you could be talking to a mama friend down the road or your sister-in-law who talks about some of these symptoms. You are going to be empowered and educated to help guide them in the right direction as well because there are so many mamas out there who struggle with issues like this and don't know where to turn because again, your healthcare provider, breastfeeding and lactation are such a tiny, tiny, tiny tiny part of their education, if any at all. They are so good and so smart at so many other things when it comes to caring for you and your baby, but lactation is honestly not usually a strong suit in the healthcare provider world. If you need help finding an IBCLC in your area, you can always reach out to me. My email address is on my website, breezybabies.com, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at breezybabies. And there's two underscores between breezy and babies. And I would love to help you get in touch with an IBCLC in your area. Listen, you are amazing. Thank you so, so much for coming and spending just a few minutes here with me. I really appreciate it. And it makes the work of doing this podcast all worth it. When I think about all the mamas who are listening on the other side of this, I have to leave you by saying you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful and you are a good friend to all. Thank you and have a good day. Thank you.